Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm not joined by my intangible co-host Tempest. No, no, we are joined by a very special guest. That is Angela from Hobby Night. Hello, Angela. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Great. Although Glad I have I have a bone to pick with Adam now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is going to be weird because this is going to go in the intro, which oh, will sorry. follow on from a conversation. No, no, no. You don't have to apologize because we do this all the time where we're going to be having a conversation now which is going to be referenced at the end of the main yep. show which we'll then probably also talk about in the outro which is probably. also going to be in the intro what bone do you have to pick with adam angela how dare he not have you on the nbr blend the clock tower in person game mm-hmm. or any nbr or N- nrb i keep saying it backwards nrb content no rules <laughs> barred how dare also i, I need know. to remember the acronym properly <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I am so shocked by that. I would have thought that, like, I think you would be great at Blow in the Clock Tower, let alone some of the other games that they've played. I think I'd be great on Board Game Club. I but think you, you know would what? too. The, the annoying thing is, Angela, yeah. we have enough straight white people on doing Board Game Club, and I just add to that. Which you is are an, you, you are another bearded white guy. You you are exactly that, that a is a bald problem. bearded straight white man, which we have enough of, enough of. So <sighs> Fine, it's guess, fair, but... but also it makes me mad because I want stuff. So, yeah, you know. well, I think Adam should cover next time, and you should get to be on the program. I agree. Maybe we'll just pretend that I am Adam. We'll just go with it. Yeah, and pretend that can, I'm Adam. We can get time. you. We can get you a nice like um, wig that will you know match his mm-hmm. his hair, and then we'll just yeah, we'll just have you be the host. Exactly, it's perfect, yeah. and we'll, we'll I'll just whine and moan and complain the whole time. I'll About be really how you bad have to play Monopoly board games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll just be really bad at board games the whole time. I'll just complain that everyone is against me. You know, it's I'll I'll fit in. I'll fit right in. I'll exactly. Just, everyone will think I'm Adam. It's going to be great. It will. Um, anyway, uh, do you have any uh, fun, interesting plans for this weekend, Angela? What are you up to? 
Um, I am honestly going to relax a little bit. I've got a little mm -hmm. bit of filming to do for my own content, but I'm trying to take a little bit of some downtime because I have been moving for the last mm. like month and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. We finally have gotten a bunch of stuff built. My board game wall is finally coming together. <sighs> it's so nice. We have one more shelf Exciting. to build. That probably will actually be one of the things that I do today. Uh, so I guess that's not super thrilling, but you know, I find it <laughs> thrilling because it means I can finally put my like my actual collection and get it organized mm -hmm. and I'm actually have space for all of my board games <gasps> in one area. Amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. That's it's a pretty massive collection. Delightful. So it's been really hard to like put it all in one space. Mm-hmm. That that that's what I want one day. The problem is though, Angela, I have yeah. uh -huh. one, two, three four and a half board games currently and That's i need good. significantly more and i want so many more i just i just can't afford all of them right now it's an expensive to... hobby I, it is and i just need to pace myself and just get one like previous payday i bought unmatched and i was like Yay. that's good that's fun i like unmatched and i've played it a lot do you paint need... the miniatures at all or i want, want to, to. We, we we currently we've got some paints in because my, my partner's actually been getting into doing some other types of, of painting and stuff recently. Very so cool. we have some sort of paints here already, which could okay. maybe be used. We've got like acrylic paints in that, which that, we, that can which be used on, that can be used on miniatures. Yes. You can yeah. absolutely use normal acrylic paints. The only thing you can't use on miniatures would be like watercolors probably wouldn't work super well mm -hmm. as like the base coat. You can use them as yeah. a wash, but um, probably would rub off pretty easily, but yeah, acrylics yeah. would be fine. So th that's something that we could use if we did want to do it, although we would need significantly better brushes because they're quite bad and cheap. Um, so we, we definitely need some other ones. But yeah, that I, is something I can that I want to do. I send you some links for some decent ones. That would be amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we do want to do it. But one, I'm also terrified of being terrible because I'm bad. Look, to put it in perspective, to put it in perspective, Angela, I know you, you're going to shake your head at me and you're going to say, oh, you can't be bad. You need to practice and you're going to get better with time and you can you can rectify your mistakes. The problem is, Angela, right? What uh -huh. we've been doing is we've been getting into painting rocks, right? Just just okay. rocks, okay? Uh -huh. Which is just, and I still screwed that up. It's a, it's a rock. You, you there's no you intricate pieces. It's it's a rock. Pete, Pete you can't you can't screw up painting a rock. I don't think you screwed I can. it up. Okay, and do I you did. have it? Okay, do you have the rock? I I, I can you show I, it to I, me? I, I don't. It's, okay. It's later on, but, later on, I demand yeah. that you Discord me a picture of this rock so that I can tell you how sure. good this rock is. Okay, because <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, you're discrediting yourself, and I bet you're a lot better at painting than you give yourself. You know, you know, you say you are. And you should uh -huh. absolutely try anyways, because I agree, I am going to tell you, you get better with practice. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. It's art. It's creative. You're just doing something to have fun with it. And it doesn't matter sure. if it looks, you know, like what you see produced from the G the actual like miniature companies where they're having professionals very mm -hmm. deliberately make them look stunning. Mm -hmm. But like, you can do it. I believe in you. You should paint your unmatched models i'll be right back off screen for one second my cat's meowing at the door okay. oh never mind never mind he has been released he has been released from the room the door got closed and I, he was like i'm trapped i don't oh know oh my if god i need out i need uh, out help um yeah i like my problem is uh-huh if it's a rock 
you know, I, I can paint over. I can start again if I need to. Fine. I don't want to do that with a miniature. I can't do that to a miniature because I'm play it's unmatched as well. It's a game I play a lot. That's fair. Like, that is fair. I'm, so I'm gonna, my suggestion right, you know? then would be, I don't know how expensive they are in the UK, but if either um, Wizards or WizKids D&D models are available mm -hmm. or if you can get any of the Reaper Bones black models, um, they're relatively inexpensive. They're pretty solid sculpts. And I think they're a little bit more like equivalent to the plastics that board games use than um, say like Games Workshop products, which I'm sure mm -hmm. you're probably familiar with, which are like a really, really hard plastic and everything. Um, those work great as just like getting into it um, mm -hmm. because they're pretty inexpensive, like I said, and you sometimes can get like, if you get like a set of um, like kobolds or goblins or something, there's like three or four in the pack. Yeah. And it's still only like, five bucks usd yeah um and so like that would be a good way to practice if you don't want to like obviously jump straight in on your unmatched models because you know those mm -hmm. are more important to you i totally get that but i would i would highly encourage you to give it a shot because it's, yeah. it's a really fun hobby and i think like i find it personally really relaxing and it's just mm -hmm. a really nice downtime and it's very separate from like my other hobbies which is nice <laughs> yeah that's that's totally fair um yeah, I, I feel like the, the stuff that I've been doing lately, the, the thing I've realized, because I, I was mentioning this to other people as well, I'm I'm not bad at being creative or creating something or coming up with ideas for something or just like being artistic for the sake of being artistic. As long mm -hmm. as I have an undo button, then I'm fine. It's just the, the making a mistake and going, oh, no, that didn't work. Let me just undo that and we'll tweak it and try it again a different way, which you can't do. You, well, do, you don't have an undo button. You can, you can, because you can, um, simple green will actually lift acrylic paint back off of a model pretty cleanly. Um, there's a couple other things that you can do too, um, and without damaging the plastic. So you can actually reset them. Wow. Um, people do that. Okay. Plenty. However, um, if you do decide to go into it and you want mm -hmm. to have a paint that is, I think, legitimately a bit more flexible and much more where you can like reprime if you need to, because you feel like you just like, I hate what this looks like. Um, mm -hmm. Either pick up the Army Painter Speed Paints, which just released this year. Um, or if you want to invest a little bit more, you can go with GW's, um, like Citadel's uh, contrast paint line. Um, they are more fluid. So they're a little bit thinner when they apply to a model. Mm -hmm. And you can actually... Um, the army painter one specifically actually can be re-wetted and removed um, oh. with like minimal staining left over. It's, yeah. I don't know if that's an intended feature of the line of paints, <laughs> um, but it is something that I have noticed and I've had a lot of people comment on because obviously I paint miniatures for a living. Um, so I've had a lot of people like talk to me about them and they're like, yeah, I find that if you like re-wet the speed paints, they lift back off, which often is not something you specifically want, but I actually, I view that as a unexpected benefit because of things like you're saying. Whereas if you make a mistake, mm -hmm. you're not really happy with the way that this color is going down, you can remove it and basically yeah. just have your primer still there because that won't lift off because that's a standard acrylic paint, like what you probably already have. And uh, so like, if you do, there's a starter set for the speed paint, which is pretty um, reasonably priced. And it's got, I think pretty decent color selection in it. It's got like the rainbow and then it's got a gray, 
a flesh tone and like a bone color tone. So the only thing it's really mm -hmm. lacking is like white and black. Um, right. But honestly, like you can use dark purples for blacks and just layer it to get it that better depth. Like there's, there's plenty of colors you can use outside of that. Although I will say um, just as a random side note to, to finish this off, the holy yeah. white color tone from speed paint is a fantastic white paint and I would highly recommend it. <laughs> So it took us approximately, what, six minutes to start talking about painting and uh, miniature painting and stuff like that. And we got into I... your territory real quick. I Sorry. liked it. Yeah. No, no, that was that was fantastic. Um, but anyway, we should probably get into the main portion of this we show should. where we we're going to be reviewing SmackDown and Rampage. Um, mm -hmm. So go, go and here's the show we're going to be talking about. SmackDown was actually like probably the best SmackDown of the year so far. I agree. By default. Here's the show. Let's talk about the, the segment that I think sums up my my view of this show because it was fine, which is significantly better than normal. Uh, was this Ronda Rousey segment? Because obviously she won the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania Backlash, and yes. uh, after we got a little recap of them being like, "Oh, after Rousey broke Flair's arm, she's the new champion." She made her say, "I quit." Here she comes, and I was like, "You know what? If they want to do a little fifteen second recap." okay with that that's cool and then of course we had an ad break and then we had a full recap full video recap for like two and a half minutes of them recapping the thing they just talked about which is yep super what they cool. do i what they do a lot i feel like and i really mm -hmm. feel like you guys please stop <laughs> legit um but uh she came out and she did she did a promo which wasn't very good razzy's not a very good talker generally She's but but she said she's going to do an open challenge, and it got answered by Raquel Rodriguez, which I thought was a really pleasant surprise. Yes, because... I was so cool. Like I was so excited by that. Yeah, it, it was really really nice and refreshing to have someone new who yes. obviously is, is fresh on on the main roster, and someone who hadn't been in that kind of title contention. It's her second match only on SmackDown, and. Not only that, it was a nice surprise for her to actually um, accept the challenge, but I also really appreciated the booking of the match in the I, Rodriguez got a ton of offense in this match, which I really did. did not expect. I, I was not expecting that either. When I was watching the match, I was like, I'm expecting Ronda to just squash her and mm -hmm. move on. And they yeah. actually gave them time and Raquel got offense and like actually did some stuff to Ronda, which was fantastic. It was great. Yeah, I, I thought this was really, really good because... Not only did Rodriguez get offense in, but Rousey barely got anything in. And right. they had a reason for it in that Rousey's not 100% after a right quit match. So maybe she's made a poor choice by doing the open challenge here. And Raquel was able to use that to her advantage and get in a bunch of offenses. She was countering a bunch of Ronda stuff. Like she looked really good in the match, not just like, you know, it's like the, the standard like formulaic beat down of a baby face and then you're just it's just a yeah. bit boring because it's slow and methodical this was not that this was ronda trying to come back into it and raquel constantly having a counter for something she was going to do and looking really good in the progress and ronda just managed to get a roll-up victory and this yes. is when roll-up victories when they're done right are really good this was really effective in the storytelling of the match exactly like i also was kind of surprised i mean i wasn't surprised that they did the roll-up but i didn't immediately like loathe it because i felt like it mm. was necessary for this match with the way that like 
Raquel was just kind of beating up Ronda for a little bit because of her injuries. I mean, you saw bruises and stuff on Ronda too. So it's a totally legit like story. I was really surprised and kind of annoyed when she first came out and announced the open challenge because I felt like mm. she was just doing generic baby face stuff again, which I just loathe because I'm like, you're using a heels music. What is your expectation here? But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was still ended up being a really good match though. Like I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And I, I think for me, this is kind of like the, the main crux of what made this SmackDown better because this is uh, a segment and a feud with the, the feud with Flair that I've been pretty critical of. I think it's not been a very good build. They had a good segment last week on the go home angle, which was just like a brawl. Uh, but right. generally it's been this kind of stuff that's been kind of dragging the show down. Whereas mm. now this has become a very good segment. It really elevated a lot of segments that were around it as well. I think this is kind of one of the biggest ones where it's gone from this was bad before. And now it's been good on this episode. And yeah. a lot of the other stuff that was also good on this show felt a little bit more combined. It felt a, a, lot, a lot more like a cohesive show. And that I completely I agree. makes makes this a, a much better show overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a really good look for Raquel. I really enjoyed um, a lot of the offense that she got in. She, like, she, it, she looked good in the offense as well. Like, it was an impressive showing. It wasn't just like, you know, she hit a big boot or, you know, she hit a yeah. big clothesline. Which, by the way, she did hit both, and they both looked great. But, yeah, like, but she, she, was, like, she was lining up for her finishes and stuff like that. She looked really, really good. She did. She looked amazing. And, like, again, I just am very impressed they actually let her get as much offense on, like, Ronda there because... Mm -hmm. Just with Rhonda's attitude ever since she's entered the company and everything, it just really felt like she wanted to be protected, get all the baby face glory, but not actually take the bumps specifically or do some of that, I don't know, put over other people. And I actually mm -hmm. feel like this did a good job of like showcasing Raquel's strength and like really establishing her as like a kind of a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and after the match as well they had a handshake which i liked mm -hmm. kind yes. of put raquel over a little bit more genuinely exactly. this made me feel like raquel could be a future women's champion which is not something i say a lot about a lot of wwe's booking especially of their women's division because it just feels like placeholders a lot of the time exactly. um, whereas this is like hey this is someone you should you should care about and yes they did that really successfully yeah for the first time in a while <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. For the first time in a while. See, this is the thing. This is going to be the running theme throughout this whole podcast is that this wasn't necessarily a good episode. This was just like better than normal. And it was fine. It was a it fine was okay. episode. Yeah. And it, there was there were some good moments. There were some cool moments. But like mm -hmm. overall, it was it was just a fine episode. Yeah, this was this was fine. And I will take that. I will take yeah. a fine episode over what the rest of this year has been because boy howdy it's not been good yeah um, really <laughs> um keep getting in your um oh shirts by the way to rustle.com forward slash support because we'll go through the rest of it later um but there's there's obviously some some like um you know some stuff that wasn't great on the rest of the show but just the yeah. fact that they had i think a, a really interesting character in Sami Zayn has kind of like a really nice through line through yes. this episode mm -hmm. they have cool moments like and all the stuff we'll talk about in more detail later but they had cool moments thrown in such as like the 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 walter the walter stuff backstage of him like just chopping drew like was awesome and yeah. having like the potentially really good thing about the tag title unification match for next week which i don't know if that's actually happening or not because i don't know either it happened last time 
I, I want but, well, it to, we'll I think, though, mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. I think I just want yeah. it to happen at this point. Yeah, I, I want it to happen as well. I think it could be really fun, but I have no faith that they're going to do it because they didn't do it last time. So yeah. why would I believe that it's going to happen this time? Talk about them more later. But the mm. fact that you had these kind of cool moments and like, you know, the, the really good opening match between Riddle and Sami Zayn and uh, kind of the through line of RK Bro on this show and kind of the final segment with the bloodline and all that stuff. It was like all these good moments that were peppered throughout the show. Yes. It felt like you had a lot more there was much less space between the good moments on this show. Whereas sometimes when you watch a SmackDown, it's like, there's one good moment here, there's one good moment here, and there's a ton of, like, crap in the middle. Mm-hmm. It felt like this time there was every few segments or something, there was something really good coming out of it. So that made it yes. feel like a much more cohesive show to me. So overall, big improvement, big thumbs up for me for this SmackDown. But I don't know whether it was actually good, as the thumbnail said, or whether it was just better than normal. And that yeah. made it feel better i don't know we'll have to see what they do like going forward because if they continue this mm-hmm. then i'm just gonna look at it go like all right cool they got their you know they got their stuff together and they figured something mm-hmm. out and now they have some actual storylines and plots yeah. and act something for me to care about but otherwise i'm kind of expecting it to just like go back to normal like i really am curious with the yeah. ronda open challenge thing mm-hmm. whether or not how, like how long is that challenge actually going to continue how many of the women are actually going to get to challenge her before she ends up just back in another title match with like Charlotte or something like that. Absolutely right. Like, I don't know how long Charlotte's going to be taking time off for. Obviously they have right. the, the injury angle of her broken arm, so she can mm-hmm. take some time off, but I don't know how long she's going to be off for. And it's a good point about the open challenges as well is, do you feel like that's like, just like a played out format at this point? Because it was what, 26? 20- <laughs> 16 when john cena did the u.s title open challenge which was like the really best that was that was the good one right that's the the i mean kevin owens like being one of oh oh so good so Mm -hmm. good but yeah i so with wwe i do feel like it's played out um i kind of think it's played out across the board but i i at least feel like when aew does it it's means a little bit more whereas what wwe Mm -hmm. does it's just a way for whoever currently has the championship to squash a bunch of people um oftentimes in in my experience with it but like if ronda continues to have matches like she did with raquel and actually continues and does this for a while i will genuinely be more impressed with her because i really just do not like her as a performer (laughs) Uh, but i will be more impressed with her and I think have a little bit more respect for her because then she's like mm-hmm. really put in work to make yes. the belt mean something, to make her reign mean something rather than just expecting to come down and get the fanfare she thinks she deserves, even though she, I don't think she's earned it. Yes. I mean, that's 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 pretty much it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm not a huge fan of Ronda. I've said so before. Um, but I think, yeah, if she can keep doing stuff like this where she like where she's selling for other people properly and it's not just charlotte and becky and you have other people that are kind of in the rotation of challenging her looking good and ronda's putting over people even in defeat like here raquel looked better in defeat than when she went in she keeps doing stuff like that this could be a really good title reign for ronda exactly the other thing she could also do is maybe get a mouthpiece so that she can stop doing promos because yeah yep Stop, like, stop having her do promos, please. I, I need her to have, like, I don't really want it to specifically be Paul Heyman or anything like that, although I mm-hmm. do think he'd be a great manager for her. But I need her to have somebody like Mark Sterling to just, right? like, obviously he can't because he's an AEW. But if there was somebody in 
WWE who could like take that role and do that for her, I feel like it would be mm-hmm. immediately so much better. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I, I really feel like she's such, she has really good physicality in the yes. ring. Like she has physical charisma. She oh, just yeah. doesn't have vocal charisma. Correct. And that's the bit that if you just filled in that piece, I feel like there's a, there's a really magic combination there, but yeah, I just feel like she's a little bit lacking in that right now, but be more positive because that yes. was the the the, the, yes, the, the point of me trying to do the best smackdown of the year yes, is yes. be more positive but no she was, did she did much she better did than very good yes she did very yes. good with this match absolutely like completely yeah. loved this match in comparison to anything else i've seen her do absolutely yes This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's 
Let's get into some of your um, ultra chats right now. Keep sending those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll go through the rest of them later. Uh, five US dollars and up are the ones we're going to be reading out. Uh, Manuel's defense on the subject of Rampage, going straight in with Rampage chats rather than uh, SmackDown. Uh, oh, Sup, Q, and welcome aboard. Angela, hope Tempest is doing all right, was kind of looking forward to hearing his rant about last night's Rampage main event. WTF was that? They had something with Scorp and could have had Paige turn on him at some point down the road. Um, I mean, we'll talk about that in more detail later. But yeah, I was a little bit mm, about that main event angle. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. I mean, I, I think overall I'm fine with it because it's still like I don't want men of the year to break up yet. Mm -hmm. So and I didn't want and I also don't want Scorpio Sky to go face yet. Mm -hmm. um and so i i think i was okay with it like i expected that so i wasn't really shocked when it happened i guess maybe it's sure. predictable and that's kind mm -hmm. of the issue there uh but overall i actually i i enjoyed the the match so i i think it's a little bit we'll, we'll talk about it more later when we yeah. talk about rampage but i think the the whole story with the tnt title and faces and heels and stuff swapping is really really muddy right now but talk about that more later um on the subject of just general wrestle talk stuff, Charles Berg says, show was good, but you know what is even better? The Contemplation Couch, hosted by Pete Quinnell. Thank you if you've been watching my news episodes. That's a bit that I've been doing. I have. Um, <sighs> I like it. I think it's a good Yeah. <laughs> see, see, the thing is, it was supposed to be a one-off. It was just supposed to be a, a one-time thing. And then people were like, oh my god, this is a sofa bit's really funny. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it one more time. And I did it last week, and I was like, okay, that's going to be the last one, because I've blown it off now. I, I subverted the expectations, because I was like, you know what, I'll just go on it, and then I won't actually do it. I'll right. just, and, and that's it. Sofa bit done. And then I did it again this week, because I've just, I can't, if people say they really like something, I just got to do it. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's clearly, it's clearly a new gimmick exactly right yeah contemplation couch um charles Burke continues to say i saw your parkour vid it's not as cringe as a rap i did with my brother over 15 years ago that video still exists somewhere on youtube fyi boy old videos sure are cringe huh like they are they are boy. but you know what it's 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 fun to maybe go back and look and see how how much you've grown much like mm. smackdown has improved we've all improved <laughs> we've all improved exactly <laughs> uh hannah allen says hello lovely souls i love aew dynamite and rampage bte and wrestle talk coverage obviously everything still kicks butt lots of love and positive vibes just a message to let you guys know we love and support you hashtag liw444 life hashtag jam that jam hashtag foundy hashtag dad hashtag i just love wrestle talk that's a lot of hashtags thank you hannah hashtags. appreciate you Now let's talk about the rest of SmackDown. Let's uh, review this show, uh, which kicked off with uh, RK Bro coming out to call out uh, the Bloodline, specifically Roman, because they said on Raw they were going to do, they wanted to do a tag title unification match. Yep. And then uh, they specifically said on this show, they're like, Roman Reigns is really the guy that calls all the shots because the Usos don't have any balls. So <laughs> out, out, out you come, Roman. Uh, but instead, I loved this, Sami Zayn answered, Wearing a Bloodline T-shirt, it was great. Cool. Just Sammy, mm, Sammy, mm, and it. actually RK Bro are two of the best things in WWE right now, specifically on SmackDown, especially. But like, holy cow, I love this segment. Mm -hmm. This was so so good. I am loving Sammy's character right now. Yes. 
that kicked off last week of him just trying to get involved with the bloodline and yes. just trying to like weasel his way into like Roman's protection. Oh, it's it's so perfect for Sammy's character. It's a, yeah, and... it's a great transition from what he was doing because it still builds on that character, but it's evolved it, and I love it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so he came out and was saying that he's the locker room leader. Uh, he's the guy who makes the shots around here and all that stuff, which is again, it's perfect for Sammy. And he, he fits the character so, so well. I also don't understand how Riddle has the power to take bad lines that are fed to him and still make them funny. How does he do that? He, he's, he's a wizard. Yeah, I mean, he is, unlike Jericho, who who thinks he's a wizard. But I think Riddle might actually be the wizard. Yeah, I think so. Because he is amazing. Like, I, I did, when he came to the company, I did not expect to, like, love his character as much as I do. And then right. when he teamed with, with Orton, it just exploded even more so because they just juxtapose each other so well. Exactly, right? I I don't understand how Riddle can take a line which says, I'm going to call you Rusty because your hair is the color of rust, mm-hmm. which is objectively a bad line. Yes. And he can just say it and everyone goes, yeah, it's funny. Let's chant Rusty. And everyone just starts to like, how does he do it? I- I, don't I think it's just, it just like it's, like, it's the cadence, I think, that he just delivers mm. it at. He just, I mean, it's also probably because he's probably high. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and that, so it probably is just that because he finds it hilarious. So he delivers it mm-hmm. hilariously. And then it yeah. just works. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but in this segment, I really like that Orton kind of stroked Sammy's ego and was like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Yeah, you are the shot caller around here. You make you, you 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 do stuff. Last week, you were the one who took action against Shinsuke Nakamura. You're, you're clearly the shot caller around here. You're the brains. And Sammy's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, thanks, Orton. That's really amazing. And uh, Orton just saying, all right, well, if you've got the power to do that, why don't you do it right now? Sammy versus Riddle. And if Riddle wins, then we get our tag title unification match. And Sammy was like, well, I mean, if i can do that and he's like come on you're the shot caller and he's like yeah all right i'll make the match um but then he said but it's not going to be for tonight it will be some other time goes to leave out comes adam pierce with his yep. mysterious general manager not the general manager powers <laughs> i don't know where his jurisdiction is and says let's make the match for right now but also there's no stipulation for the tag title unification match sure sure cool cool yep why not um which kicked into riddle versus Sami Zayn. Which, was, Which was awesome. Yeah. Really loved this match. Such a such fun, fun, fun match because there was some really fun action back and forth. Obviously, both of these guys are fantastic wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that they got given time. They had loads of near falls towards the end. Some really good looking moves. I I can't get over how great Sami Zayn's Mishinoku driver is. It's oh so my God, good. It's so good. I mean, I I've always I've always loved Sami Zayn ever since like I started watching NXT. Um mm-hmm. and I just he continues to just be amazing. Yeah. Every single time, he always knocks it out of the park. Um, yeah, this was just a really, really fun match. I, I love that Riddle is just consistently adding more and more offense from Randy Orton into his arsenal. It's so good. Yes. Uh, yeah, this just built to a really natural um, crescendo towards the end where Riddle hit the bro Derek for the win. Yep. Great. Gave okay. Riddle a win that he really needed after getting pinned at, at Backlash. Yeah, he gets so that's pinned also so good. much. I mean, yes. I know he he takes it for for Randy and everything, but like I do mm-hmm. love seeing him actually get a win. Yeah, and I think it's a, a much needed win. Obviously, it's against Sammy, who hasn't really been built up too much, but like he got the win last week against Shinsuke, so like he'd been built up a little bit at least. So this was this was good. This was a very fun, solid opening match that furthered a story. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thumbs up from me. So yeah, same for me. This is yeah a a very good start to the show. I thought Um, the bloodline were backstage saying that they'll have an answer for RK Bro tonight. Cool. Not much more to that. Uh, Sami Zayn is backstage. Shinsuke approaches him and says that if Roman is the head of the table, then Sami must be the table's ass. (laughs) Yes. Great. Sure. (laughs) Sure. That makes. That does make sense. (laughs) Yep. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, we then got the uh, Ronda Rousey open challenge that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, which again was just like another like, okay, this is a good show. Yeah. We had a good opening segment, good follow up. Okay, this is good. This is good. The this curve good. I feel like is going well. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and uh, Aaliyah and Shotzi were backstage, and they were annoyed that they didn't get to the ring on time to get their title opportunity, which was it was fine. fine. Yeah, it I also would love to see like... Shotzi go up. Like, I don't know what that match would actually look like, but I love Shotzi. Mm-hmm. She's local in my area. So, like, I want mm-hmm. to see her do more. I want to see her get the SmackDown Championship. And I think her against Ronda would be interesting because they feel I feel like they have very drastically different styles. I think if they actually got given time, it might be good because yeah. I think the when they wrestled, it was in the Beat the Clock I Quit Challenge, which lasted, oh, right. ooh, like a minute. Yeah. So if Shotzi actually got time to be built up and stuff, then yes, I agree. Cause I, I yeah. really like Shotzi. She's great. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess I like the fact that it feels like more people cared about the open challenge than just Raquel. Like yes. there were other people that wanted to accept the challenge, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, this was good. Um, then we got Mad Cat Moss. Okay. So I don't like Mad Cat Moss. I don't think that's a hot take. I think he could be fine if he completely changed his gimmick and did something else because he's obnoxious currently. It's fine. I just, I don't mind the character. I just feel like at this point, because it's been going so long with this back and forth with Corbin that it's just overplayed at this point. And I do think he does need Mm -hmm. a character change. Like I feel bad for it too. Cause like I was not expecting it to be Mad Cat Moss of the two. um, uh, Who was it? Santino. Was that his partner in in NXT? Am I misremembering that? No, I'm I misremembering. Have no I think idea. I think I'm misremembering that. But he was not the one that I expected to stick around. Um, uh, so like I like seeing him, but I do think this character has just kind of. I think it's really the plot. I think it's just the storyline. I'm done with the storyline. I'm tired of seeing yeah. best friends, former best friends, betray each other for dumb reasons. And then leading into like kind of mediocre babyface versus heel moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I mean him coming out and just doing not very good jokes, and then saying like you know he wants to replace title belts with title suspenders. I'm like, sh- sh- shut up. <laughs> just... I mean, at least they like is is because they don't normally let them call them belts, right? No, they don't. That was they, I thought they, that was two kind of... instances of that on this show where yeah, he said, I thought that was you know, weird. changed title belts to title suspenders. And then after Corbin beat him up, spoilers, Corbin beat him up. Uh, Corbin then said, where you're going to go, where you're going, they're calling it the Mospital. And I was like, they don't say hospital either. That's yeah, they cool. do. That's also a bad. Um, so interesting. I wonder if they're just using them for like the, Hey, we're saying the words that we don't normally say to make it edgy. It could be that it could also be because they wanted to do puns. That's also probably likely because they couldn't do really suspender. What do they normally call them? Championships? Suspender championships? Uh, Yeah. That would not sound as weird. Yeah. That would not sound as 
yeah, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, the, the pun wouldn't have worked. But I they should have done a local Mossicle facility because that would have been way better. <laughs> <would've> um, been. <laughs> um, yeah, so Moss was doing a promo. Corbin comes out and attacks him. Annoyingly, they had a really good spot, which was when uh, Corbin wrapped a chair around Moss's neck and dropped the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Trophy, Battle Royal Trophy, there's so many words in that, mm-hmm. onto the chair. Yes. Which went into Moss's neck, which yep. is a really cool spot. I just don't care about the people involved. <laughs> which... I also, for me personally, I am so over the, this person is getting stretched out on a, on a stretcher for a match ending. Like I am just, I feel like that is so overplayed. They do it all of the time. And I'm like, could you stop acting like you're hurting the necks of every single one of your wrestlers, please? Mm. Like, yeah, that is an actual thing and stop it. <laughs> Like, don't do yeah. that. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Um, it didn't bother me too much, but and that's I fair. really like the spot, but it's like I love the spot. I just didn't like the exit. Like yeah. I just I just yeah, yeah, whenever yeah. they they do they do that, they end up leading into that exit. And I just I'm so tired of it, I think. It's just like every time I tune in to anything WWE, there's always a stretcher. And I'm like, why do you guys mm-hmm. need so many of these? Be safer. <laughs> just be safer, idiots. Gosh. Um it, it, this was they had a decent spot, but I still don't mm-hmm. care, is the, the sum total of that segment. Basically. Um, we then got a women's tag title match with uh, Shayna Baszler and Natalia versus Banks and Naomi, which I thought was a decent match. I loved it, but I also love Shayna. And she came out in Space Wolf-themed gear, and I was just like, yes! Because I think this is new. I don't think I've seen Space Wolf from her before. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I love whenever she does her like Space Marine-themed ring gear. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I was never, expecting like, to I talk for a lot longer than that, I'll be honest. I, I, I could, I could, I could. But actually, the problem is, okay, so here's here's the thing. Space Wolves are my least favorite faction within the 40k like universe. So, okay. because one of my favorites are the Thousand Suns, and the Space mm-hmm. Wolves are very against them. And therefore... I I don't like their little puppy ears. Um, but they are very, very well loved in the community. It was honestly, I'm surprised she hasn't done Space Wolves prior to this. And it was one of her better, I think, like it's because they have a wolf head. They they have a lot more opportunity for emblems and everything. So I think the gear looked right. awesome because of uh, just who she was specifically calling out. And if you check out her Instagram, she has a picture of one of the Marines like next to her because she always does that. Just oh, so good. It's it's very cool. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll agree to that one. Um, yeah, I, I thought this match was fine. There was nothing super special about the match itself. Um, not bad by any means. I thought it, it flowed decently well and there was yeah. good pacing and it wasn't botchy or anything. It was a, it yeah. was a, a fine, solid match. I completely agree. Like, I, I have a higher bias towards it just because I really like Shayna. But yeah, no, I thought the match was really solid. Um, everybody, like, did a great job, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's like the majority of how I feel about Rampage in that it is, it's good, solid. Nothing really progressed too much, but it was enjoyable, Mm -hmm. fun, solid stuff. And that's what this match was for me. Um, Exactly. It was all right. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the next backstage segment, though, with Drew Gulak speaking to Ricochet, and Ricochet being like, hey, man, the only person that can turn around your headspace is you. You're, you're the person that's getting in your own way, so you need to, to figure yourself out, and then maybe you can pick yourself up. I thought I was going to quit, now I've got the Intercontinental title. I forgot he was the champion, but that's I did point. too. I did mm. too. I was like, oh, I forgot he had a belt. 
Yeah. Because they never what? talk about him. Like, am I am I crazy with that? Like, I feel like they never mention Ricochet having an Intercontinental. They had a decent little run. I think it was about three weeks after he won the belt where he was just huh. having title matches and he was just getting wins and it was okay. good. And then they just stopped. Weird. And they just never mentioned him again. <laughs> I don't understand why. Like, I mean, he's got a belt. Use it. Mm. Yeah, like, right. Use him. He's he's one of your champions. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's crazy to me. And it's and it's Ricochet. No, um, it's Ricochet. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. goddamn. Yeah. Um, but Gulak then is like, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm, the next time I see Walter, Gunther, Walter, the next time I see Walter, I'm not going to let him chop me down to size. I'm going to tell him what's what. Yeah. And he walks uh-huh. off down the corridor, goes around the corner, and it's Walter immediately yep. right there. Immediately. Who rips his t literally rips his t-shirt off. Which was just, the best part. <laughs> oh, just a massive chop to him in the back. It was amazing. It was. Although I think Walter needs a slightly smaller jacket now. He looks like he's swimming in it. He's just like <laughs> slimmed down so much. Yeah. Like that was Bringing my one, the yeah. one thing that kind of took me out of the moment was I was just like, wow, he is just engulfed in that red jacket. <laughs> it's like the Red Sea. It's it was. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. But it was, a, it was it, a fun segment. It's got a water chop in it. Exactly. How can I not like it? Exactly. Jeez. Like, um, I wish they would call him Walter again. I don't understand the name they, change. I really don't. They they do still call him Walter Angela. They never changed his name. Really? Never. They oh, didn't you're, I change it. Didn't change it. I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. His name is still Walter. It is. Um, We then had... Kofi Kingston versus Butch. Okay. So, mm-hmm. as the New Day came out for this match with Kofi Kingston, this is this segment. I know a lot of people really like Pat, Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really obnoxious in this segment in particular. Anything to do with Sheamus and the whole fight night stuff, it's already a bit annoying because he's screaming about fight night and I was a bit right. like, Pat, Please stop. T- turn it down a little bit. Um, but then on this one, it's like, as New Day were coming in, he was like, where's Butch? It's like, he's in the match. We know where he is, Pat. Yeah. Shut up. Um, and like, in this match, Butch hits the bitter end, and he mm-hmm. goes, what was that? It's like, you know, Pete Dunne was in your crew in NXT. You know, right. Pat. You know what the bitter end is. Stop it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this match was fine there was not much yeah. to it the butch no, was being really. butch it, it, it was okay um he hit the bitter end of one um which is and then left fine. and then came back <sighs> yeah. i don't understand that like i don't get it i i don't i don't i know like because i know since yeah, since he's been called butch god wwe your naming conventions are terrible um <laughs> They are. Like, why? Why would you call him that? Like, what was wrong mm-hmm. with Pete Dunn? If you're going to at least, like, just call him Dunn or Pete, one of the two. If you're going to sure. d- do that to everybody else, please just be better. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't under- I don't know what that was about. Like, I don't really get this character specifically. I mean, I, I do kind of, but, like, he doesn't speak much, which is weird because he speaks fine. Mm-hmm. he keeps leaving and coming back like I, he's just is it 
I just don't get it. Do you, no, do you I, understand I, it at all? Not even <laughs> a little bit. Can you explain it to me? Because before, I understood a little bit. Because they, they kept saying on commentary, they're like, oh, he's a spoiled, petulant child, which is a bad character, but at least it's a character, right? I guess. So he, like, he beats people up and then he, like, storms off because he's just, like, oh, he's grumpy. And I was like, that's a, that's a bad character, but at least it's a character, right? It doesn't read now, that this way, time, though. It's, it's very stupid. But then in this one, he won the match and was happy, yeah. then ran away up through the crowd. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, well, I guess Butch is gone again. That's just what he does, I suppose. And then Seamus and Holland went up to the stage and then he came back down mm -hmm. further in the crowd and then celebrated with Seamus and Holland on the stage. And I was like, so what's the what's the character like, here? Because I, I don't know what it is anymore. So the way that it reads to me, like at least this particular segment, was he's acting kind of like a like almost feral child. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Seamus and um, them are trying to like reacclimate him to society. Like that's the impression sure. I get from yeah. this weird back and forth segment of him leaving him, like not wanting to say, even if he won and having these weird attitude problems. Like it just really reminds me of those stories of like kids who were raised by wolves and then being, re mm -hmm. you know, entered into society. And that is kind of the impression I get. And I'm like, is this just because he was previously a bear? And so you're like treating him like a wild animal that he needs to be like acclimated to human society or wrestling society so that he can know how to perform in his matches. Like, I don't get it, yeah. but that's the only logical explanation I can have. So that's my canon. I've accepted it. I, that's more thought than I've put into it. Cause I've just gone, I don't get it. And I, then moved I, on. I need an explanation because I like Pete Dunne too much to like, mm -hmm. to otherwise have this really weird behavior other than it just being he's pissed off at what they're doing to him and he's just rebelling, but then being told to go back out. That's the other yeah, explanation. I, I, I don't understand. It um, doesn't make sense. No, it really doesn't. Um, Sami Zayn is backstage with Paul Heyman. More Sami Zayn on these shows. Thumbs up from me. Uh, interactions between Sami and Paul Heyman give me more of them because they're both great. Yes. Um, Sammy is essentially just trying to make sure that Roman isn't mad at him because he accepted the the auto match earlier in the night. And he was like, you know, I just want to make sure that, that Roman's okay. And like, you know, I, I was looking out for the bloodline and everything that I did and all that stuff. And it was really funny interaction. And yes. Paul was like, hey, Sammy, chill out. The tribal chief still appreciates you. And he's like, yes. As like he walks away into the locker room, he's like, I've still got Roman's respect. Um no, it was a great right. follow-up to the segment. Like, I, I loved it. Mm -hmm. Like, basically everything involving Sammy, RK, Rowe, and Bloodline on this segment was pretty decent, I think, if not mm -hmm. excellent. Yes, I agree. Um, and then we had the the main event segment. Uh, <laughs> I have written in my notes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to apologize in advance to Editor Vinny, who has to edit the audio podcast version of this show. And I'm going to apologize to anyone uh, who doesn't have their swear jar emotes ready. I've just written in my notes, Pat, please shut the f*** up. And I don't know what I wrote that for. Maybe it was reference <laughs> to the other segment? No, this was for this one. I don't know I mean, what he, he did. Probably something to do with Roman. Probably. I mean, he's my least favorite of their commentators right now. He's not he's not very good. I don't like I, him. I know a lot I of people don't. really like him and I, 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 I don't I don't like him. Oh, okay. I didn't realize people yeah. like I kind of like every time I've heard him, I'm like, I just find this guy really annoying to listen to. Mm, right. He just needs to like tone it down a little bit. He has yeah, funny like, moments, but like just 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 tone it down. He's Yeah, much. he's 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 trying like to be on 
like firing in all cylinders at all times. I feel like with yeah his, exactly. every statement he makes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just read that note and it made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> Roman ca- Roman comes out with the bloodline and says that there's no one next for him. But hey, the Usos might have someone um, because they've still got an open challenge waiting from RK Bro. Uh, mm. RK Bro came out. And Roman, for once, let the Usos decide for themselves what they should do. Instead of Roman calling the shots and being like, here's what I want you to do. Here's this match that I'm going to make for you. He said, I'm going to let you guys choose. And the Usos accepted the challenge, which I thought they were going to play up that Roman was annoyed that they accepted the challenge. But they kind of didn't. No, they really didn't. They just let them make the choice. Yeah. Which... It does seem kind of weird in context, especially with, you know, Roman's whole thing of I'm the head of the table. I am the tribal chief. I am the end all be all of all decision making in this family. Um, so it does seem a little weird that he didn't do some sort of follow up and get annoyed that they accepted, especially. But I well, you know what it is. It's because they want it's because Roman wants to have all of the belts on the family and unify them because then he's like, well, I've now taken everything from everyone, you know, and I think that's probably why he didn't. See, the thing is, I agree with you. And I I think that makes a lot of sense for Roman's character if he Mm -hmm. just wants all the gold and he wants all the stuff. But the thing is, they had a tag title unification match set up for Backlash that Roman then interfered and made not happen. So who wants what? I don't know. (laughs) He's just very wishy-washy. And now he's decided (laughs) that he does, in fact, want all of the gold to be over yeah on i guess shoulders so. i guess but like yeah that is kind of yeah. weird because i forgot that like honestly i don't know why i forgot that but i had forgotten that he kind of denied them the unification mm-hmm. match Which before and now they're letting weird that to me then just says that wwe decided no we have to do this and they've just yeah. it. and the only and then they're like well let's use this to make the usos feel like they have some sort of power within the family so that eventually mm-hmm when I assume Roman inevitably leaves the company in like a year or something like that, they can lead some of these moments into the Usos breaking up with Roman in regards to like the whole family falling out and they'll be able to use it, I guess. Sure. Maybe. If, if we're looking at this optimistically, yes, I, I'm trying I will to. agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I personally have no faith that this title unification match is happening because it didn't happen the last time they advertised it. I think That's it's right. either not going to happen or it will happen and it'll end in a DQ and everyone keeps their belts and there won't be an actual any unification. It will just be a match that happens. Maybe. I could I could see that also being the case. I'm going to I'm going to hold on to my optimism and say that they're going to use it in a storyline later and they're actually going to unify the belts and do something crazy. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be amazing, um, please. <laughs> but anyway, that was the show which mm-hmm. I thought was mostly fine. Yeah. There was some bad stuff in it, but you know what? There was some good stuff in it, and that's better than normal. So, like a three out of five. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think it it started I've... well. It ended fine. Yeah. They still had like the my favorite like groups there, so that was good in both segments. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. it was fine. A three out of five. Yeah, we'd really like to know what Roman's doing with his belt, but yeah, I guess we can't have that. No, no, that there's, I mean, he's going to keep it a secret until he's ready to tell us as the tribal chief. Sure, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to talking about Rampage. Woo! Woo! 
um, which started off with a trio's match of Death Triangle versus Butcher Blade and Mark Quinn, yes. which was a very fun match. Yes, Reunited it was. Death Triangle, bunch of My fun. My favorite Big team. Fan. Big fan of Death Triangle. I love all of them. I uh, love all of them, too. Also, underrated theme music. That's what I'll say for Death They Triangle. have a fantastic theme music. Their mm -hmm. logo is great. Like, I love... The three triangle, I, I don't know if they still use this one. I have one of their like first shirts when they first established, but it's the three mm -hmm. uh, skulls in the triangle, which is also a Nurgle symbol from Warhammer 40k. So that's one of the other reasons I really, really like them. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also are just all fantastic. Like I love yeah. every single one of them and they all do great stuff together as well as solo. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. so good. So, so fun. This match was just, it was just fun. That's what yes. the match was. It was just designed to make, hey, do you remember Death Triangle? Do you remember they're really fun? Here's some fun. I um, also want them to have, tri like, when they eventually get the, the three-way belts, like, for the, the um, triple teams, I need them to win it. I need mm -hmm. them to win it so so badly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Kyle O'Reilly was in the crowd watching this match because he's going to be facing Phoenix in the mm -hmm. Owen Hart Cup. Him taking notes, he's on the screen for about three seconds, but boy howdy, did he capitalize on those three seconds. He did. He's a funny man. <laughs> he is. I, I actually really like Kyle O'Reilly. Of everybody in Undisputed Era when they were in NXT outside of Adam Cole, he was the one that I didn't expect to like the most, but holy cow, mm -hmm. he's hilarious. He's so good, isn't he? He I is. I love him. Yeah. Um uh yeah, so this match was really good. Uh Pat got the 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 um black arrow and got the pinfall victory. My mm -hmm. only this is this is a very minor um criticism or nitpick, I suppose, of this match. I would have thought that given that, that this is Phoenix's big return and Death Triangle reunited, and the fact that you've got Kyler Riley versus Phoenix in the Owen Hart Cup mm -hmm. uh, next week. I would have thought that this match would have been positioned around Phoenix. Give Phoenix the hot tag, give Phoenix the pinfall victory, like have him showcase more because what he did in this match was he got worked over. That was mm -hmm. Phoenix's role in this match, which I was like, uh, I would have thought you'd have given that to someone else in this match, but it was fine, that I guess. Is, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think I'm okay with it because when Phoenix actually returned, he did get the pinfall and mm. like they did already do that. So I think because of the very short segment with Kyle O'Reilly, I think it was more for that angle mm. of like establishing these two are going to be like evenly matched. They have to like take notes on each other, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it's more, I think it's more for that. And I think I'm okay with it. Like, I don't think, yeah. I don't think it hurt Phoenix at all. No, no, it, it didn't at all. I, ju I just figured it would have been maybe a better. And I also like, I like Pac getting the, the, the win. Also because like, I feel like he doesn't, I don't know. Pac doesn't, I feel like wrestle as often because he ends up like right. back home in England a lot. So he ends up like not being around for stuff. So I think like that might be the other reason they gave Pac the win over Phoenix. Cause like Phoenix is despite his being out for an injury does actually get a lot more like pinfalls and wins than say Pac does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's very fair. Um, afterwards we went straight into Sean Spears versus bear Boulder. Uh, Sean Spears being uh, the giant killer these days hit and yes. a nice looking C4 to Boulder. This was a very quick match. Um, mm -hmm. Cool. But very good, I thought. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was yeah, of fun. I loved it. I, also, I'm very impressed that like Sean Spears uh, was a power bond. Oh, he did the, he did the C4 the, attempt, didn't he? Yeah, the, sorry. The he did the C4. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I couldn't remember the move name. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I was, I was just impressed. Like it, it looked good. Yeah. 
was very, very good. Um, Mark Starling and Tony Nice are backstage. I wasn't sold on this act to start with, but it's growing on me. I like I'm liking more and more the pairing of Tony Nice and Mark Sterling. And I think Tony Mark Sterling Singh... with anybody Sorry, at yeah. this point. Oh, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to say that I think Mark Sterling with anybody at this point, he just has such a like presence that helps elevate anybody he's working with. And it just, in my opinion, works very well. Yeah, I, I think he's doing some really good work here. And I like that Tony needs to saying that he squashed Danhausen and now mm-hmm. Hook's getting in his way. He can take on both of them uh, at because they're going to have uh, on the buy-in at Double or Nothing. It's going to be Mark Sterling and Tony Nice versus Hookhausen. Yes, that's a, that, that that's a bit of fun. Uh, I, so I think good. that's 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 going to be quite enjoyable. I would assume. Um, Tony says that he's so confident that uh, Mark Sterling should put 10k on them in Vegas, and I just like that as he walks off, he just goes, "It's a lot of money." Uh, and it's just, and the uh, the interviewer, I can't remember her name, sorry. And she goes, it is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, just as little comments as they walk off. It's, it's very, very good. It is. Um, bit of fun, that. Uh, we then had... Re- oh. just the, uh, we no, I'm had, just thinking about Hokkaiden. Oh, Aren't we always? Um, we then had uh, Riho versus Ruby Soho in the uh, Owen Hart Cup. Mm-hmm. I really liked... There was a couple of very small moments in this match that I really enjoyed which was uh, I just I'm I'm a huge fan of psychological storytelling and the psychology of of how matches are structured and I really like that Ruby Soho tweaked her knee off jumping off uh, the middle rope I think it was landed yes. on her knee and was just like oof tweaked the knee and almost instantaneously afterwards Riho locked in a single leg Boston crab on that knee that she just tweaked I'm like but no it was great that. That's amazing. it was so good this was a very, very fun match. Really, really well paced, I thought as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ruby Soho managed to get the victory in the end after just like all the moves back to back. Because she just yeah. hit one, pin, kick out of two, hit another, pinfall, kick out of two. And it just kept going with no pauses. And she just hit move, 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 move. And then got the win in the end. It was very, very Which I good. thought, yeah, which was great. Because I also feel like it really maintained like Riho as like a, a you know, presence, even though mm-hmm. she lost, which was fantastic. Yes. Thoroughly agree. This was a bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. I think the right person won as well. No yes, I, I was. I think Ruby I'm, Soho I'm, should be going far in this tournament. Agreed. I am. I am a huge fan of Ruby. I really want to see her do more. I want to see her get a belt eventually. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's gonna win this one, like the win the tournament or anything. But I definitely think she should get close as close to the end as possible. Yeah, I agree, hundred uh, percent. We then had. We then had a backstage segment with the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. Now, I don't know what's happening here, but I think I enjoy it. Maybe. Um, so, Billy Gunn was talking to Gun Club and the Acclaimed, and basically the, the 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 gag of the segment was that he preferred all the stuff that the Acclaimed already had. He was like, okay, we're a team now, we're a faction, we need like, uh, we need like a catchphrase. And they started saying, we got two words for He's like, no, that will never get over. <laughs> um, and the Acclaimed are like, what about, yo, listen. He's like, that's great, that's perfect, I love it. Uh, he's like, we need like a hand gesture. And he's like, what if we put two hands up and then we go like, and he's like, no, stop it, that'll never get over. And then it's just the Acclaimed doing their their scissoring thing which is great and he's like that's great perfect we'll keep doing that um and then he's saying and you know i've got i've got a lot of uh power backstage here um so i've got you a match and they're like on dynamite rampage double or nothing and he goes 
Monday on Elevation, and they're like, yeah! <laughs> Which, like, I don't know how to feel about that. Are they I... openly, like, just mocking their own product? I don't know. I, Is that I, right? I, I don't think they are. I think they're just being... I mean, maybe they are. Maybe maybe that is what they're doing. But it works so well, and I never realized when I that I wanted them to all team together and be involved. But like, oh my god, I love the Gun Club with the acclaimed. It's such a good pair. Yeah, this was weirdly really good, it and I really, really liked. Is. I really liked the dynamic of the, of the the kids being like, "Oh, daddy, like pick me to to, to Billy Gunn," and him being like, "No, I'm gonna side with these guys over here." It was it was good. I it really was. It, it was awesome. Yeah. Weird that I liked this segment, but it was it was very fun. Uh, we then had Jade Cargill coming out for an in-ring interview segment. Now, Angela, we were talking a little bit before we started this show. Uh, would you would you like to reveal to everyone the the revelation that you came to uh, about Jade Cargill and the baddies uh, in this? Oh segment? yes, they're Powerpuff Girls. They are totally wearing Powerpuff Girl colors because Red Velvet's in blue, Jade was in green, and then um, I am blanking on... Kira Hogan, wasn't it? Kira Hogan, thank you, sorry, was in mm. red. And so, like, they just, or I guess pinkish color tone. And so they were just, they were they were Powerpuff Girls. And I absolutely, mm -hmm. I love everything about the baddies. I love the baddie, like, section. I love everything that they've been doing. I just also adore Jade Cargill. I think she's insanely cool. <laughs> like, she's just so cool to me. Also, just a yeah. badass woman. Like, yeah. A as a whole, Jade Cargill is amazing, and I genuinely think, like, you know how um, I think it was was it on the Royal Rumble live reactions that you were on where you freaked out about Sasha Banks's outfit that she was yes, wearing, her, was the her Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon one, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 There's that. I've never had a reaction to someone's gear in particular. I've been like, oh, that's cool, or like, that's nice in particular. But there was one time I have yeah. outwardly like marked out about someone's gear, and that was Jade Cargill's gear at Revolution, which came out as Jade from Mortal Kombat. I was like, oh my god, she she's so the greatest. Good. I love so I love when pro wrestlers cosplay essentially with their gear. Mm -hmm. Um, it's my favorite thing. I will always call it out because I will. That's the one of the first things I notice because I just I love their. I, I, in general, I just am a huge fan of pro wrestling gear. I think it's really fun. Um, I think it's just because it all feels like cosplay material anyways. Mm -hmm. So it just, and that's very much in my wheelhouse of things that I'm, I enjoy. Um, yeah, I love everything that Jade has ever done with her costumes. I, and, and all of her outfits too. Cause like, I know she did the Mortal Kombat one, which was fantastic. Have you seen some of her like backstage outfits for when she's, I mean, I'm sure you probably have where she's been like, she had an outfit on the other day where it basically looked like she was not wearing anything. <laughs> and I loved it. Like, cause it's, I'm like, I don't feel like anyone else could pull that off, get away with it and like still have their segments go through and everything, but she just, right. So good. Yeah, no, she, she's amazing. And I like that she seems to be getting more and more confident with her yes. role and her character as well now in, yeah. in promo segments of being like, you know, just coming out, cutting off Mark Sterling, cutting off uh, Tony Schiavone and all that stuff. Him announcing that Hikaru Shida was injured. She's not really. There's yes. a whole thing about that, that she's not actually injured. She just couldn't get back to the US on time yeah. to get medically cleared after a really street fight, etc. But she's being replaced in the Owen Hart tournament by Chris Statlander, who's going to be facing Red Velvet. Uh, which is good because of their shared history uh, mm -hmm. in the past as well, which is a very good replacement, I thought. Bit of fun, very quick segment, but good for what it needed to be. 
Do you think this is going to change who's going to win that match? Because I don't know who was originally planned to win the Sheeta versus Red Velvet, but I don't know. Like, I now am really less sure because I don't know who of them they want to. I assume it's going to be Red Velvet because I feel like they want to continue to focus on the baddies and Jade's group and actually elevate the three of them a bit more because they've been doing Mm -hmm. such great work recently. Like, I really love this little faction that they've formed because it just, I don't know, I feel like it works well and it's elevating all three of them. Um, yeah, I I still think that Red Velvet's winning, and I, I think, think so, she I was going to so beat Sheeta anyway. Um, because I, yeah. I, I think that m- maybe through distraction, maybe through shenanigans, I mm-hmm. would personally not have it through shenanigans. I would have Red Velvet just win. I do um, too. I but, want that to happen. I don't feel like Red Velvet's gotten too many just like wins. Exactly. Yeah, and I think the the story you could tell of her like finding her feet now she's found like jay cargill and the baddies and stuff mm-hmm. is a is a solid enough story to, to have her win properly and not Absolutely. kind of take away from statlander um, yeah so yeah i think that would work if, if she just beats her clean um we then had the main event scorpio sky versus frankie kazarian uh which was fun yeah once again these guys yeah. are really good wrestlers and then obviously know each other so well their shared yes. history and all that really aiding the story of this match um obviously for the for the tnt title i didn't mention but um the, the setup for this match was in the pre-match promo. Uh, Scorpio Sky telling Ethan Page and Dan Lambert being like, stop talking trash about Frankie Kazarian. He's my bud. Go take the night off. We're going to have a great match. I'm going to put respect back on the TNT title's name. And it kind of furthered that whole, like, Scorpio Sky is a face and Ethan Page and Dan Lambert are the heels and there's right. some sort of tension between them and there might be a split coming and all that stuff. And that was the setup that was set up in the, the pre-match promo. Yep. Through the match, they just had like a match. It was just yep. two guys going out and putting on a really fun match. And it was a very fun match. It was great. There was a very, very cleverly worked spot in which um, uh, Sky passed out in the mm-hmm. chicken wing. Dan Lambert then came out, distracted the referee. Ethan Page came out and whacked Frankie Kazarian in the back with the TNT title belt. But obviously, Scorpius Sky, who was passed out, didn't know that Ethan Page had done that. Yes. He then uh, it f- falls on Kazarian and gets a very, very close near fall, which was awesome. Manages to get up, hits a TKO, one, two, three, Scorpio Sky re- um, retains, which I thought was a very, very cleverly worked spot because they're continuing that kind of like tension between Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Page working like behind Scorpio's back, like he said to take the night off and he didn't, came out and helped without Scorpio Sky winning. He won without realizing he was taking advantage of something even Page had done. There was a lot of like really interesting elements of play here. Yep. And then I feel like they they dropped the ball a little bit on the post-match angle. It does Wasn't seem a, a huge little... fan. Yeah, yeah. I I I think I kind of agree with you at this point. Because at first I felt like it was fine, like thinking about the match and everything previously. And, but I really agreed. Like the, well, do you want to say what happened at like at, yeah. afterwards? So like, so we can actually yeah. talk about like the, the actual segment. Cause I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Cause it, it, it was a little bit muddy because it started off with uh scorpio sky trying to get kazarian on his feet being like hey everyone well done to kazarian he put up a great fight all that stuff and and frankie was like dude did you not see what ethan page did like he hit me with the belt and and scorpio's like wait really went over to ethan page he's like did you did you hit him with a thing and he was like 
hey man don't don't come at me with he was like no 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 did you this was all off mic it was a lot of gestures and talking and stuff but yeah it was a lot of a lot of saying, page like holding his head away and being like no man i didn't i exactly. didn't no i didn't i didn't do anything what are you talking about um but eventually he kind of like owns up to it he grabs the microphone and he's like yeah all right i did it. i did it for the team um th this is for, this is for you this is for the tnt title whose team are you on and Scorpio Sky, they're getting each other like nose to nose, staring each other down. And then Scorpio Sky comes in and then just clocks Frankie with the with the TNT belt. And then uh, Ethan says off Mike, I love it when a plan comes together. Which then indicates that this was the plan all along, was to pretend to Frankie that Scorpio was leaving them, except he wasn't. So then that they could hit him with the belt after the match that Scorpio had already won. And also Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti were there. And then they came in the ring and were baby faces, question mark? Yeah, that was that was a little weird. And I don't really know mm. what it was. It, this was a weird segment. Like, I, yeah. I am prepared and I'm fine with the men of the year eventually breaking up. I, I'm glad sure. that it didn't happen at this moment because i think it is too early like i feel like they still have a lot more that they can do together so i am glad that like scorpio didn't you know go back with kazarian and actually like leave men of the year but i do feel like some of the dialogue and like emoting that was happening during the end segment did not make sense like mm -hmm. you said because like it just why why betray him suddenly like or why say it was the plan mm -hmm. if scorpio had no idea and you've like and he's acting like he ha i mean i guess maybe that's the point is he was just supposed to be acting like it but it didn't it still doesn't make sense for like the betrayal of the frankie yeah it is just it all was a bit weird to me um yeah. and i think that what the TNT title scene needs more than anything right now is a bit of stability and a bit of stuff that makes sense because it's been obviously in turmoil for quite a while with there was obviously the Sammy Cody situation, which was turbulent as hell and a few title changes and then Cody left. So he had to drop the title again. And then there was the Sammy and Ty pairing, which fans did not react the way that Tony Khan thought. So then they kind of turned them heel, which has made it a bit weird. So then American top team have essentially kind of become de facto baby faces in this feud, but now they're still very much heels. And then there was a title change to Scorpio Sky, and it's all been really, really turbulent for a while. So I think what the, the title scene really needs is a bit of like stability and normality for a little while. And yeah. I don't think this helped. It felt very, very overbooked. Uh, it was just very weird. Yeah, I agree. And I really do think it's all tied to everything that was kind of happening with Cody with the belt mm. being split and everything. Like, I just feel like the entire TNT belt has kind of weirdly lost some meaning, unfortunately, yeah. because of it all. And honestly, like, I'm, I mean, I can tell you why Sammy and Taya's faces didn't work because Sammy sucks as a face. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I love the man. His vlog is fantastic. He's a fantastic wrestler. He sucks as a face. Like he's just so live, laugh, love, like vomit of of like God. Everything That's he says. Such a good way to put it. He, he is, is. He is live, laugh, love. He really is. He is like oh, he no. just is such a like. Here's a saying. I'm going to repeat it a hundred times because it's the only thing I know how to do, and I'm gonna try to be positive. And that is his that is his face character, and it's just so dull to me. Whereas at least with their with them being heels now, and I think this is the problem. They want both 
uh, men of the year and Sammy and Tay to be heels, but both of them are still very heavily involved with the TNT championship. And so it's awkward to have two heels going after it because that's not always like, you know, the best narrative. And I think it has completely just fallen through. And then they have added Frankie in to, I think, try to like reestablish the men of the year as heels. And it just didn't, I think, function the way that they intended it to, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it was a fun match and it was a decent main event to the show, but everything Mm -hmm. just feels very, very muddied right now with a lot of like weird dynamics and characters not quite making sense and a lot of the booking potentially not being as good as we're... The thing is, it's fine booking. It's just not what we expect from AEW, who has a very good track record of very, very good booking. So this is like in the same way that SmackDown was better than normal because it was fine. This is now it, it's it's worse than normal for AEW because it was just good rather yeah. than great, and that's it's an important distinction. Um, but uh, overall, though, it was a fine episode of Rampage. Something that I did note on this episode that I've been noticing for a couple of weeks that I've really felt in this episode was that a lot of stuff felt really really rushed. They give the matches lots of time, but all the in-between stuff, they're all just like, we need to cram all of this into here. So it's like every backstage segment, maximum 30 seconds. Jade Cargo's coming out, we'll give her an entrance, and then the actual talking, like maybe 45 seconds. We're going to have this backstage segment. We're going to have Excalibur run down 22 matches in about 10 seconds. Excalibur, go! It was just... It feels like really, really fast-paced all the time, like they're rushing to get a lot of stuff in. And I Do you feel think that's like because the show's too short? I think they're trying to put too much into the show. I think if they are having a one-hour show, you need to just not have so much on it. I think they can... The Unlike the initial Rampages, when you had three matches, that's the show. You've got three matches and maybe a couple of backstage segments thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Great. On this one, there was four matches, an in-ring segment, and two backstage segments. Yeah, that like, is a lot for an hour. It's a lot for an hour to just try and fit it all in. And, you know, fair enough, they give the matches a decent amount of time, which is mm-hmm. which is good. You should be giving the matches lots of time. But I think you need time to let those matches breathe as well. And, like, obviously at the start of the show, they're already cutting out the entrances. The end of the show, it very much does just kind of, like, finish. Like, you have the end of the match. You have some sort of post-match angle, if you have it, that will last Mm -hmm. maybe 30 seconds tops. And then the show just ends. That's it. Nothing really feels like it has the room to to breathe properly. So it's not a huge deal, but it's just, like, a slight thing that kind of takes me out out of the show a little bit. It's just be like, just slow down a little bit. Yeah, well, and if they do that every time, that can over over time like wear on the audience though and just make mm. them possibly turn away from the programming because they feel like it's too much like being crammed down their throat at once you know yeah totally um like i said it's not a huge deal it's just like a little thing that just kind of i i know it's more this week more than normal um, which right. hopefully isn't a, a, a trend that, that i wonder if that's on. just because of the owen hart like classic going on right now because they're adding in extra matches for that and or, or trying to establish like storylines around them on rampage from it Mm -hmm. and everything so maybe that like it'll settle down a bit once they're out of that uh tournament it's very possible very possible yeah good call Before we uh, get into the rest of your alt chats, I forgot we have to do another thing, Angela, that I did not tell you about. Oh! Uh, which was, we have to do our, our Patreon shout-outs. 
um, for our lovely Patreon backers, which I'm going yeah. to link to you oh. in a second. Cool. Um, so if you haven't been to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash talk, you should, um, because there's a load of extra awesome bonus content. There's always really cool stuff on the Patreon. Uh, this month for WrestleTalk Extra, Luke and Ollie will be reviewing Judgment Day 2002, which is Edge Kurt Angle Hair versus Hair Match. Bit of fun. Undertaker nice. versus Hulk Hogan. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's something. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a fun show for them to, to review. Absolutely. So check out the Patreon page. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show, much like this one. So, thank you to Bienes El Decimo Tercero, Jason Gutierrez. Thank you. Yanni Zane Hammett. Thank you. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Thank you very much. The Overstepper, James Nepper. Thank you very much. You. The Machine Gun, Alex Anderson. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. Yo, Adrian! Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Send Me to Heaven, Evan Reich. Nice. Thank you very much. Not Eugene, Andrew Dinsmore. Thank you so much. A Baker's Dozen, 9 of 13. Thank you so much. King R.K. Jones. Yes. Thank you. And the real boss, Matt Robinson. Yay. Thank you so much, all of our pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. Uh, go check that out at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Now let's do the final lot of your ultra chats here uh it seems like there's only one more which is uh lakshmi narasimhan b unless my thing just hasn't updated uh who says is butch the new lunatic fringe uh but overall sounds like a decent smackdown was completely into rampage today for some reason why don't you guys try giving an ollie rating for today's episodes no because ollie's ratings are stupid I don't I don't agree with him. He does percentages if you weren't aware. Actually. I, I am aware stupid. and he's he's yeah, he I, I don't understand why he's doing that. Like I I, I his logic doesn't make sense. <laughs> the the comments have got to him. That's what it is. The comments I, have got I to him so. of all of them saying, Why aren't you ranking this a five, Ollie? He's like, I'll tell you why, because of this, 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 and this. And he's you done know, percentages to show why it's not a five, which to me, doesn't make sense because he's it, given a lot of shows 90% plus, which to me sounds like a five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just grading just it on like a normal grading system too. So it's just like, yeah. I wish he, you know what he should have done? He should have just switched it over to like um, like S rank for your top tier and then A, B, C, D, F or whatever. Like he should have done that be and just fine. been letters. That way he completely gets away from the numbers and can just mm -hmm. be that different and, and have it work. Yeah. I, and it'll I be simpler. Agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I think that's actually all the Ultra Chats for today, Ooh. which means nice. that's going to do it for the show. Um, thank you, Angela, for stepping in to do this uh, to do the show. Plug your Absolutely. stuff. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hobby underscore Night. You can also find me on YouTube on at uh, Hobby Night's channel. I do miniature painting. I cover 
tabletop gaming news. I do some let's play. I do model building. So if you're into that kind of nerdy stuff, definitely check out Hobby Night on YouTube. And if you, of course, want to see more of Angela on our stuff, she's on No Rolls Barred quite yes. a bit, doing Blood on the Clock Tower specifically uh, yes. quite a bit. So so check Not that recently, out. because you guys have gone to uh, do some fancy things, but I look forward speaking to eventually. Which, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I just want to double check something real quick, because on the subject of Blood on the Clock Tower, yes. uh, I just want to double check something real quick. Come on, do you... Come on, work with me here, YouTube. Let's load the thing quicker. Come on now. You can do the thing. Uh, I believe in you, internet. Double check. Here we go. Okay, so we have just under two hours until the in-person episode of Blood on the Clock Tower airs on the No Rolls Barred YouTube channel, which genuinely is the biggest thing we have ever produced, ever. It is... I've seen little bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but... I've seen only the set, because I think Adam shared it with me, and I am... Mm -hmm. I have known nothing else about it. Uh, I'm very excited to watch it. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Really something. It's it's genuinely incredible. Did did you get um, to play in it? I don't actually remember who all is supposed to be there. No, you didn't? I didn't get to play in it. I'm really sad about it. You should yell at Adam. And be like, how dare you? I should you? yell at Adam. You're yeah. right. Um, yeah. Tell him, tell him that Angela said that I need to yell at you for not letting me be in Blood on the Clock Tower. Because I think you'd be brilliant. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message him right now <laughs> on WhatsApp. I'm just going to open it up here real quick. Come on, internet. To Adam. 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 Where are you? Adam. Why haven't I spoken to you in a while? Adam Blompier. Can okay. you speak to him in real life? <laughs> Angela has told me to yell at you for not including me in the in-person blood on the clock tower I can't type episodes so I'm how dare <laughs> how dare exactly she said yes there we go all right, I did it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, if you haven't yet, go subscribe to the No Rolls Bard YouTube channel because that will be going yeah. live in under two hours. It's it's great. Well, I know what I'm watching later. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to be my evening. Um, so, uh, yeah, go subscribe to that because it's really, it's really good. So at this point, Angela, yes. uh, I normally read out some emails, but none of the emails will be directed towards you okay? because you've not been on. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any ones that would be like applicable. I don't think there are because a lot of them are right about specific things. Hmm. Let's see. It's fine. Here's an interesting question that comes in from Lars, which was a couple weeks ago said, hey guys, why are there Owen Hart Cup qualifiers? Just make the tournament an extra round. That way the brackets would look way more impressive. What's your Mm. opinion? Lars. No, I kind of agree with that. Why? I guess it's just because the nature of the tournaments always has the qualifier matches. Mm -hmm. And so they're just going with tradition. But I kind of agree. I feel like if they had just been like, here's the starting bracket these are the 
people in it and those it was everybody who was in the qualifier matches it would have made it look a lot bigger i feel like yes it definitely would have made it look a lot bigger i it's really difficult because i really like the fact that the starting lineup for mm-hmm. both the own heart tournaments you're like damn that is a stacked tournament like yeah. i don't know who's going to win this tournament and you start thinking like man that they're really only having like the best of the best in this tournament that's a really like a prestigious tournament because they've got like some of their top people in this tournament that's really good yes and i think if they'd have expanded that to some of the other people you know you had isaiah cassidy against mm-hmm. uh no did you I always get mixed up with the Face of the Revolution one and the Owen Hart qualifiers because Keith Lee's one was the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Yes. Never mind. You had other ones. I can't remember. You had some people that would have been included in the thing that might not have been as prestigious as some of the people right. that are in the actual lineup. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I think, do agree. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you'd expand it out to that, then it might not have made the tournament feel as important necessarily and maybe it would have made some of the matches more obvious but then again you had some really good qualifiers like you know Darby versus Swerve which is yeah. just two guys I was like well, I don't know who's winning this that's cool. yeah that, there were a number of them where I was like oh I don't actually know who I would see them going having go over in this situation because you could do either and I don't think it hurt either of them that's the great thing about AEW that I just have to call out specifically is that like no matter what especially when they do these tournaments i even when they're slightly predictable, I feel like for the most part, I still am not really always correct with my expectations because they constantly Mm -hmm. are actually changing and adapting and like doing something a little bit different that is just unexpected enough. Yeah, Uh, no, I I totally agree. AEW constantly takes what I think is going to happen. They Mm -hmm. they zag when I think they're going to zig and Mm -hmm. they somehow always make something better than I thought they were going to do, which is just, that's perfect. That's what you want. Exactly. Um, like the Jeff match with Darby. I did not expect mm-hmm. him to win. Yeah, exactly. I right. was, I was totally expecting Darby to, to, to win that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's an interesting one. Here's a question for you, Angela. Okay. Have you seen Avatar The Last Airbender? The movie? No, or the cartoon the tv show yeah the, the cartoon the tv show yes good we can okay. still be friends <laughs> <laughs> excellent I just, and it just I, I, to know. yes i i have i have in fact watched the 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 cartoon i have also watched the majority of cora and good i i don't think i watched the movie yeah no i've not seen the i've not seen the live action movie i don't think okay i might have watched it on the movie, plane, actually care. I might have watched it on a plane. The, that's the, only place the live action it. movie doesn't exist. We all know that. I mean, that's that. fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, but the, the reason I ask is someone has, yeah. has uh, emailed in specifically about Avatar The Last Airbender because okay. it is a common talking point between myself and Tempest mm-hmm. and in the office in general because it's great. Um, uh, this is from someone. Mysterious Miller. Person. Uh, that just says, um, I only have one thing to say to you both, and that is my cabbages! Um, no, really, thank you both for introducing me to Avatar The Last Airbender. I watched the entire show during my recent bout of COVID, and it really lifted my spirits. I love Zuko's story arc. His decision at the end of season two legit broke my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys know if they even did a spin-off or continuation in some form? Yes, they did. It's called The Legend of Korra. Go watch it. 
Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think Legend of Korra is quite as good. That's just my opinion. It's it's not as good as Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's still great, but, you know but it's not. I still not, think it's good. Yeah. No, yeah. it is. It is animation it's worth alone watching. quality is so good. Mm, animation quality is so good. Yeah. Also, it has. Uh, do I want to say my favorite villain out of all the Avatar stuff? I don't know if that's true, but Zahia is like yeah. season three villain is. I don't think mm, I think that's when I stopped I watching, so I'm not actually sure I'm familiar mm. with that character. I need to oh, like man. I never finished Korra. Um, mm. I think I just got annoyed with the teenagers. Like it was that's totally fair. It was the time in my life where I was like I am over this attitude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's totally understandable, um, but yeah, the villain of season three of Korra is great. One nice. of my favorites. He's amazing. Um, so yeah, watch that. Um, anyway, I think that's gonna do it for this cool. episode of the Rest Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for stepping in once again, Angela. Um, you've no already problem. plugged all your stuff on the main show. Yeah, I'm gonna not. To... It's really confusing recording these intros and outros before and after the shows. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Go follow Andrew and all the stuff. Um, and we'll be back uh, with more content coming soon. We're still, what's next? Hell in a Cell, beginning of June. Yep. Sure. Sure. Lots more reviews and stuff coming soon. Subscribe. Stay tuned for more content. Okay, bye. Jam, bye. jam, jam the jam. Jam bye. the jam. Bye. <laughs> Get on board. Get on board. <laughs> And have a wonderful (laughs) hobby night. Hey, there it is. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.